0: One of the biggest things that they were saying in that is that there's no magical bullet for anything. You'll buy something, oh, take this pill, give you a bit, whatever, and make you better or make you whatever. No. See, it's all these things working together that make us strong, make us unified, make us victorious. And we're, we're, we are in a, a battle constantly. Whether it's just a thought that comes into your mind during the day or whether it's something you're facing personally or with your family or if you're pressing in toward uh, for even the government in Australia. I mean, look at the things going on outside of just COVID. And so I just want to kind of walk you through what God was revealing to me in my heart for what does it mean to be in spiritual warfare. And the title of my message is Fighting Our Battles. You know, we, recently, um, I was reminded of a, of a journey I had when I was in uh, ministry school of just a battle I personally had. You know, I, I brought people around me that I knew would help speak truth and in life into my situation. I had to know that I can't just do this by myself, you know, going through something. And I was actually going through something physical, which I believe was actually tied to a spiritual uh, door that I probably opened. I don't, it's kind of a blur now of where that came from. But I knew that I needed to encounter of the Father. I needed to encounter the presence of God because that's where all that kind of dis- dis- disappears. But I think a lot of us can, can attest to um, kind of taking your armor off. Now, we read in Ephesians, and I'm about to read it, they put the whole armor on. Sometimes when life gets a bit easy, gets a bit comfortable, gets a bit distracting, oh, just take off the helmet. Let me set that there. I don't need that right now. Something else comes along, distracts you. Oh, I don't need the sword. I'm seeing that there. That's kind of heavy. I started doing that subconsciously, not realizing that I was putting away my armor slowly. And then the like, okay, cool. Let's get in. Let's like whisper, whisper, whisper. And all of a sudden I start feeling something physical going on, fear creeps in, anxiety starts to build. Oh, wait a minute, I'm a ministry student. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm around this community, that should be happening. Hmm. Well, it did. let me read you real quickly, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 12. We've read it already today, but I'm going to repeat it because it's, it's something that we need to keep pressing into. Ephesians 6, uh, verses 10 through 12. Finally, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on, not look at, put on the whole armor of God. Don't just grab the sword. Don't just grab the the breast uh, the breastplate. Don't just grab the shield. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Put on the armor. Don't let it get dusty. If you're wearing it, it's not going to corrode. It's not going to get dusty. You You need to be feeling the weight. Now briefly going back into this this situation I was just f- facing, I knew I needed to get before the father. You know, I, it was a Sunday when I when I encountered this encounter. And I just finished a long night in the civic auditorium. We it's a place where they it's a big auditorium where we bring in concerts and the first year of ministry school, etc. It's a concert moving, working like machine practically, this building. We just spent the entire night after I believe it was a concert on a Saturday night and I didn't get done with my shift till 6 a.m. I started at 10 p.m., ended at 6 a.m., and I had to be ready to go to, to the Prophetic Booths as I served with the Bethel Prophetic team uh, starting at 1. So I basically kind of got a bit of sleep, got up, and I just had just a little bit of time to catch um, one of the Bethel services online. And I'm struggling with this physical manifestation of discomfort, fear was going on, anxiety was happening. I'm like, this is not fun. And so God just said, all right, I know you're here to worship, but I want you to encounter me right now. So, one of the best places we can be in is in surrender. Not to the enemy, but to God's presence. And so I just stood there. I said, Okay, God. And the worship was going on. I had my laptop there. I'm in my room. Doors are closed. I didn't care if my door was open, honestly. And I just stood there, and the worship was going And All of a sudden, I'm on my knees. Because in the spirit, in my mind, I could see Jesus in front of me. He was staring right at me, and then he blew right into my chest. It's like, like, I could feel it. As he blew, that then made me go on my face. I, didn't, I couldn't help but be on my face, because like he was there in the room with me. It was so real. I kid you not. It's not just something that was in my mind. It was so tangible. As he, as he did this, I actually didn't in his spirit saw him turn into a lion. One lion. A second lion. A third lion. Like the Godhead. And they all roared at once over me. As Soon as it happened. It was like this, this oppression, this partnering with lies just lifted. So real. And after that happened... I'm here, I'm there like crying. I'm there like I, ugly cry. I said it before. You know what ugly cry is? S- tears are going, snots going. And you're just like you're just a mess. I call that the ugly cry, but it's a good one. <laughs> Let me believe you. Tell you it's re- <laughs> that's a really good position sometimes to be in because it's not a, it's about you trusting totally on God. That that was going on, and all of a sudden it's like I could see the angelic around me, and they. Whew, just talking about it right now, I can feel God's presence on it because it's, it's so real. I'm, I'm there on my, on my stomach. I'm facing this stuff. It's so real. I'm, like, I'm more believing it more in the, the lie than I am who God was. And God's like, no, I'm going to prove you how real I am. Uh, he's, I see these angels in the spirit laying their swords on my back, reassuring me. And then, I, and then I look up, and I can see two angels coming at me with a new breastplate because I took it off. They put it on me and they gave me a new sword. You know, I believe in the spirit, you get upgrades in your armor sometimes, too. And now all of a sudden, it's like I it's like, uh, I don't know if you see some of the cartoons, the Asian cartoons, the uh, kind of martial arts kind of, I don't really, I used to watch those, but. Um, anyways, Josh, sorry, I was just thinking Josh's name, it's been a long day. Josh, right? you know those movie, the cartoons, the kind of Asian cartoons, the hairs all over the place, and you're like, you know what I mean? What's it called? Anime, Anime thank you. And I got like this massive sword, and it's like this wide, and a big old massive edge, and then sh- serrated on the other, and God said, all right, now wield it. Wield it. I took that, that encounter, I took it to the prophetic booths, and it wasn't just for me. That encounter was not just for me. It was actually for the, quite a few people as I released that testimony, telling my leader what I was going through. He says, you need to release that testimony. Come to find out like half the room raised their hand because they're facing similar anxieties in their life. And it, as we did that and we prayed and I released that, I was prophetically swinging that sword. I watched people do stuff I'd never seen before who are just getting ready to encourage others. You never know. So moving on. So how, coming back to this, this warfare thing, you know, it's imperative to realize that we, we do work together. And there are some essential things that we must be equipped with as we go into battle. So the first one is target y- the enemy with precision. Target the enemy with precision. Now I've gotten a little bit behind, but we'll uh, see where we can get here. I got a little clip I want to show you, and it's actually Iron Man. I believe a lot of us have seen this. And, you know, Iron Man's one of my kind of my comic heroes. He's like, it's kind of like he's he's human, but he's kind of like, the, the superhuman is the brain behind it with Tony Stark. And in this, ep- in this little clip is to remind us that we need to target the enemy with precision and don't underestimate the weapons that you carry. the weapons that you wield. You know, that looked like a little firecracker going off of that. First time I saw him, I'm like, yeah, right. Of course, you know, it's Tony Stark. Who knows? You know, it's a movie, but still. I think that's really profound. You need to know where to aim. You know, anyone can wield a weapon. Anyone can crazily swing a sword, but if you don't know what you're hitting, what's the point? You're just wasting your energy. <laughs> and so we need to be precise from where we're targeting the enemy. It requires a stance. It requires a, a muscle memory. It requires a strength for you to actually go in and stab the enemy where it counts. Prayers like that. You might need healing. Well, how are you praying? Where, what's your confession? How are you applying this into your life? How are you uh, allowing community to raise you up in the times when you, you need it most? I love David. David's a, a really great example, obviously, in the Bible, where he defeated Goliath with precision. First Samuel chapter 17, verses 49 through 50. Reaching into his bag, David, and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine in the forehead. Uh, this part's the kind of the graphic part. The stone sank into his forehead. It didn't just hit him. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. I can imagine. Can you imagine standing there and seeing that and, like, whoa, did that just happen? <laughs> so David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Don't underestimate what you carry. Without a sword in his hand, he struck the Philistine, down the Philistine, and killed him. His victory was accomplished through the ability of God, but also probably with his practice and persistence and watching over his flock probably years before, months before, a week before. You need to know how to wield your weapon. Target the enemy with precision. David used his sling to to slay a giant. What do you got in your arsenal? Number two. Pulling God's abilities for warfare. I kind of just said it. Pulling God's abilities for warfare we need to understand that our God's a lot bigger and not afraid of the situations that you're facing. And sometimes we just need to let God be God and us kind of get out of the way. God's kind of sometimes probably waiting. Will you just kind of move aside? Let me come in. We need to be sober and we need to be vigilant. We need to be aware. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. If you think about that a little bit in context, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but could you imagine the opposite? A lion's walking around roaring, making itself known, and you're not sober and you're not vigilant. What's going to happen? It's pretty obvious. So, we need to be totally aware. We need to walk in the Spirit. And sometimes when we face the wall, we face a blockage, we need to say, Okay, God, after you, please. I have another little clip to show us, kind of relating to that. You've probably have seen it. I love the Ten Commandments. We've all read the story, if you have. I can never if anyone owns a copy of that let me know I've been wanting to watch that it used to come on during Easter in, in the States you can never find it here so anyways side story <laughs> but isn't that awesome you know yes we read about it yes that's a bit old I loved how they think of the graphics they had to think up of how to do that back in the day n- nowadays but like for real like kitty I'm still mine still goes wow god you did that you parted the Red Sea that's a lot of water to God, it's nothing. The same thing when it comes to your circumstances. When we go to war, and as you come together as the body, you need to trust God that's going to provide a way for you when it doesn't seem like, he, like it, there is an obvious way. How do you stand? Where's your faith? Our faith, our confession, our peace are ways we put trust in his abilities. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. There's a promise. The Lord shall fight for you and shall hold your peace. Don't give it away. If you find yourself fearful, then you're believing more in a lie than who, really who God is. You're a victor. You've overcome the world through Christ. 1 John 5 4 through 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So, if you've given your life to Jesus, maybe in a way you've overcome the world, not so much in like a conqueror, but in spirit, you're an overcomer. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Pulling God's abilities for warfare. target the enemy with precision. Yet, I want to encourage us that when we do go to fight, we can't value the battlefield more than we value rest. I don't know if Michael could attain to that or not. You've seen conflict. You can't value the battlefield more than you value rest. Any good soldier, I would imagine, would realize that I need to be rusted to be most effective. I need to be equipped. I need to be focused and I need to be determined. And the last point as we close, give the enemy no opportunity. Give the enemy no opportunity. Sometimes it's too easy. You're on a path and you're so close and sometimes when you're so close to your breakthrough, things get a bit harder. I've been there. Believe me, more than once. Can't look to the left or to the right or behind or too far forward. Sometimes you, all you need to look for is three feet in front of you. You need to trust God's ability to get you through your circumstance, to see uh, our, this church, to see Australia, to see the world encounter the living God. One last clip I want to show you. Some of you probably have probably seen the movie 1917. you should play for the Broncos. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. I just thought of that when I saw it. I'm like, okay, come on, guys. <laughs> but can you imagine? World War I. These guys are all running out from the, getting ready to go attack the enemy. They're thinking they're going to advance and take him out. And he's like, no, I got to get, get to my destiny. The timing is everything. Give the enemy no opportunity. He sure didn't. If he would have, would have focused on the bombs and everything going on and the guys running around him, he probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> you saw that. He literally was running through explosions. I got one last story as we close here. This is a story I've titled The Fence. the fence it's a story about an atheist who comes to know jesus it's uh I, wa- I was watching a um a teaching from todd white and he was talking about this young guy that was atheist that he met who encountered jesus in a dream and this is the dream an atheist had a dream and he was sitting on a fence in the middle of a field so i want you to picture a, a big field wide open and there's a fence running right down it one that you can obviously sit on probably like a split i imagine it as like a split rail fence he looked and noticed that on one side of the field were people, and Jesus was talking with them, having a casual conversation. You know, things seemed pretty nice. He then looked to the other side of the fence and noticed there were also people. But these people weren't so happy. They looked like they were in, in, in terror, they were in pain, they were running around aimlessly. And he he noticed there was one person standing out, and it was Satan. Like in in this dream, he knew it was Satan. He He didn't have horns, didn't have a pitchfork, wasn't red in color, just looked like another person sitting on the fence. Then without a notice, everyone vanished. So picture it, people going on, Jesus on one side, the enemy on the other. And all of a sudden, nothing. Moments later, Satan appeared and said, There you are. I've been looking for you. Then the atheist said, I've known what I've seen, and I'm not on your side. Satan replied, Yes, you are. I created the fence. The atheist awoke immediately and gave his life to Jesus. Give the enemy no opportunity. Are you sitting on a fence? I'll say it faster. Are you sitting offended? On a fence not defense. Sometimes that biggest breakthrough is forgiveness. When you hold on to regrets, sometimes you might be offended at your own self for how you behaved. I think we all can say that we've done that. I know I've done that. Could have done better, should have been better, should have, would have, could have. Are you sitting on a fence? The Bible clearly state, tells us: Do not give place to the devil. Ephesians four twenty-seven. New King James says: Nor give the place to the devil. But the Amplified goes a bit further, and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge, or nurturing anger, or harboring resentment, or cultivating bitterness. Give the enemy no opportunity. Get off the fence. Get into defense. Remember, we need to sometimes just stand, knowing that trusting in God's abilities, that God has given us many tools to walk out victorious. Don't underestimate sometimes that little rocket that might be on your wrist, because <laughs> it's going to have a pretty powerful effect, I believe. We all are probably at some point in life, and some of you probably already have many stories, of facing trials, facing battles. Who do you have in your circle? Who do you have to help build you up? Because we are better together, not just as networks, but as the body of Christ. Tonight, I hope that just be mindful of some of these things, these these principles, even today, if you feel alone, then what are you doing about it? If you're feeling like you need breakthrough, what are you doing about it? I wrote on our fridge at a home, on a little white uh, board on our refrigerator, because there's some goals that Brie and I are working towards for some fitness. And I wrote, what are you doing about it? So when I walk by, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. What am I doing about it? Does the music come up? Ephesians six thirteen. Therefore take up the whole armor. The whole armor. As we take up the armor, you know, armor has weight to it, like I said earlier. But it's when we trust in God's abilities that we get a strength to carry the armor. COVID compliant? Don't don't do a mic. Don't put your armor off, put it aside because you get comfortable, get a bit lazy. Ultimately, I'll be honest, I was a bit lazy. Yep, I'm in ministry school. Things are good. Yeah, this is awesome. Whoa, perfect opportunity for the enemy to come in. Yeah. Don't take, don't put your your sword on the on the plaque behind or the uh, mantle of the fireplace. That's just, just to look at. Oh, that's pretty. No, you need to wield it. You need to wield it. You need to you need to like get that armor. If I could say it, bloodied. You need to get that sword bloodied. You need to get into the game. You need to get it knowing that you have God's abilities in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. If we could all stand, I just want to pray over us. If you don't, if you can't stand, that's okay. You can still take part of this tonight let's go into battle as a family the question is will you be prepared or will you won't be you need to take hold of your authority and uh, and as we are in worship today uh, tonight that is um, I just all saw us doing something I just want you to put your hands on your heart as we pray your eyes closed you know, in America, as kids and Americans most can remember, as you go to school, you say, put your hand on your heart and you say they have plegians, the allegiance to the flag of the United States. You, you pledge yourself. Tonight, let's pledge ourselves to the King of Kings. As I pray over you, if you're facing a battle, don't do it alone. Don't take the armor off. So, Father, right now, Holy Spirit, I just welcome you to come touch the hearts of everyone here. We come, we pledge our hearts to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Every day that I wake up, I thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. That I get to represent you, I get to be in your army. I get to see your kingdom advance. And I pray the blessings over each one here tonight. If you're facing something, I command that that pain to cease right now in Jesus' name. That emotional pain, I command it to be broken right now in Jesus' name. Healing can be for your emotions as well as your body. To the mind, I command peace be still to your mind in Jesus' name. Just as Jesus spoke to the wind, I say, peace, be still to your mind. As we close, if you need prayer, feel free to come up. Our prophetic team, number four, will be to my right. If you need encouragement, we'd love to encourage you. Let's see God glorified this week as we go into whatever battlefront we may be facing. I bless you. In Jesus' name. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and close. And Richard, you could just play a song as we close. That'd be great. Ah, oh, God. God, you are an awesome God, and I thank you. I thank you for this, these people here tonight and for those that aren't here. We lift up everyone, and we just say, God, have your way. <laughs> have your way. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank, thank you, God. Jesus. I bless you as you leave tonight, that you go into your work week, your week, however it may look. May you walk in favor, blessings, wholeness, and health, and knowing that you're part of Networks family. In Jesus' name.